Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. How's it going? Uh, For me, my week has been a little tumultuous, if I do say so. Um, I was working, working, working. Um, Then around, I think, Wednesday, I caught, like, a sinus infection. So that was great. That was fun for me. Um, You know, another another problem. (laughs) But, um, you know, I, I decided, I was like, hey, fuck it. After Wednesday, I'm like, and this is general, my general assault plan when it comes to like getting sick because I'm a baby. I'm like, all right, I'm going to immediately go to urgent care once I know I'm sick and it's not going to just going to go away in a day um, and I'm going to get whatever they give me. So that's what I did. You know, I've been off for a couple of days. It's on the mend, chilling. Um no food corner for real. I guess I have. I've been. I've been souping it up. I'll say that much. Uh, what else has been going on? Uh, I've been doing some gaming. Um, let's see. I've been playing some Fortnite. Fork knife, if you will. I don't know. Um, but uh, I was just like, fuck it. Let's go. They they took off the building thing, and um, I'm already like bad at games for real. So like that was already too complicated. Taking that off, like, kind of felt nice. So I was like, hey, let's go. Let's try it out. So I, I did that in my free time. Um, other than that, uh, there's been a lot of news piling up. So I figured, hey, let's get to it. Uh, typical episode for kind of how it's been going. It's more or less Ukraine. Um, I will say, though, it's Ukraine on the front end. And then I get get a little page six at the end. So Forget I just let you know that now for any potential war skippers. I totally get it. But, you know, there's a little bit of crumbs. Granted, you might not like the page six I get into because it's, it's let's just say it's been talked about um, to death. But <laughs> we can get started. Um, I got this from Bloomberg News, um, which I kind of low-key don't like. There are some news sources, which you, if you've heard me over time, there's some I like, some I don't like. Uh, Bloomberg is not my favorite, but, you know, it's useful when it counts. Um but Abramovich suffered uh, suspected poisoning during Ukraine talks. So this is some news that popped up. Um, essentially, our boy Roman Abramovich, we've covered him in the podcast before, um, you know, Russian oligarch, big money man. Um, he's been sanctioned. Um, that's still a thing for him. But he's also been kind of playing the role of negotiator with um, other Ukrainian negotiators. And I guess at the top of the month, um, it was reported that he was um, having symptoms of a poisoning. Uh, He experienced peeling skin, red eyes, loss of eyesight, and headaches, uh, the people said. Uh, I don't know who the people are when they're referencing this, but I think it's like the people from the talks or what have you. Because there was other people as well who've kind of come out and said, hey, I'm okay, I'm fine. Um, so apparently, like, whatever the amount of poisoning it was, it was minor. So it's kind of assumed that it's, like, it was a warning. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming it because in regards to, like, this is the beginning of the month. Obviously, as we were reporting, everything's been very tumultuous. Tumultuous? Mm, I can't burp. But, um, you know, it's been very back and forth. Um, and I think at the top of it, it's very possible that... You know, hey, maybe some people on the Russian side were saying, hey, we shouldn't be having these kind of talks. And um, they, you know, got to, you know, send in a message, if you will. But I believe the, they have it here, the name of the potential poison was Novichok, a Russian nerve agent. Um, 
a Russian, the Russian nerve agent named in the poisonings. Quick take. So it's believed that this was administered to them somehow, some way. Um, and I mean, this isn't something that I've like obviously covered before, but it is kind of a, I almost want to say like a trademark, a Russian trademark, if you will, like poisonings are a thing. Um, we didn't cover Alexander Navalny. He's a person who was running against Vladimir Putin at one point for the presidency, was adamantly against him and, and just the things that the Kremlin were doing. Um, he recently got sentenced to another longer sentence at like a work camp prison. Um, but he was also poisoned. Um, and there's been various other people who have like, you know, gotten like a polonium kind of dirt nap, if you will. Um, so it's kind of a calling card. Um, but essentially though, they have bounced back all the people involved, Abramovich, um, talks are still continuing in Turkey. Um, but, um, they are very back and forth. I want to say this week there has been some updates, which we are definitely going to try to get into, but, um, it's still like, it's still touch and go. I mean, right now it definitely looks like the focus isn't on Kiev anymore. Um, it's not on necessarily overtaking all of Ukraine. It definitely seems that Russia has kind of changed tactic and said, hey, we're just going to secure what we came here for, which is Crimea, which is more or less already set, um, and more or less like the eastern southern parts that they can kind of hold. Uh, Mariupol has definitely been a very big contention point. They've been bombing it a lot. Um, the situation is very dire there. You know, we talked about the theater in a previous episode. Um but conflict, combat still going on there. Um, essentially, it's it's seeming like there's going to be some kind of split in that regard. And Russia is going to more or less claim a chunk or have a chunk and say, like, this is autonomous. These people are doing their own thing. They're not Ukrainian. They're, they're not Ukraine. Like, they're the Donbass. You know, this is Crimea. Like, such and such. So, you know, we're seeing kind of how that's playing out. Um, but in some other news, kind of, like, political stuff i got this from reuters um putin tells europe pay in ruples or we'll cut off your gas uh essentially um putin has kind of issued a demand saying hey we are now switching the 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 system and how things are going to be especially because you know obviously the euro is worthless to them they're locked out they're sanctioned so they're saying hey any of you you know european countries right now um, you know, if you want to keep working with us, you want to keep getting our gas, which you need, because you, the U.S. uses like what I think it's very small percentage amount of Russian gas. We're more or less fine for that, but Europe is another story, and they don't really have another place to go to get more gas. I think it might be Norway. I think that might be the closest, and they're at capacity. They can't really like help that demand. So essentially, Russia is the one to help them, and Russia needs the money. So it's not like they're not willing to take on business. But Putin has said um, buyers of Russian gas must open ruble accounts in Russian banks. It is from these accounts that payments will be made for gas delivered starting from tomorrow or April 1st. No April Fools. So essentially, it's a hard demand because the value of the ruple is trash. It's definitely not really recovered. Um, it's it's not worthwhile for any European country to have to dump money to convert to the ruple 
and then get their gas. Like that that's making it even worse for them in the situation. And Russia knows that, but they're in the situation where, look, we, we need this money. We need our ruble to get reestablished, you know, prop. It's already propped up anyway with like strings and sticks. So essentially this is something that makes sense to them and that's why they're imp- implementing it. Um, naturally, I think, you know, there's a lot of talk amongst, you know, EU nations and also America in terms of like, what are we going to do? What are the solutions? Um, I mean, they're still working that out. It's also kind of unclear, like, let's say for Germany's sake, like Germany has said, hey, we're not going to like go for this blackmail. Like we're not doing this. And it's also, I, I believe I heard from the BBC that like, that it might be okay for them to extend their contract with the gas companies. And then maybe they might have to re- re- renegotiate it or something like that later on. But, you know, then Putin issued this statement. So it's very confusing. I'm not 100% sure on how this is going to shake out. But it's definitely big news. It's definitely like a counterplay by Russia, by Putin to say, hey, look, we are trying to recoup our losses here in the sanction. Um, also, I'm not sure in terms of other nations that are more or less allied already with Russia, how they are going to be affected in the situation. They might not be. It might just depend on how, you know, their situation is with Russia. I don't know. And it's not really stated in this article. Um, but some interesting stuff. Um, also, I got this from Newsweek. I won't really hit on it too hard. But Biden this week has um, issued a massive oil release of our oil reserves to kind of combat the oil prices that are so high. Um, oh, excuse me. There's that burp. We found it. <laughs> um, but it's 180 million barrels. Um, and let's see... And it's like a six-month limit, and it should – I don't know. This is a bunch of extra stuff. I really didn't want to cover this too much because I feel like I was going to get in the weeds if I talked about this too much. But more or less, um, we are in this entanglement, if you will, um, over gas and oil and all of this shit. And it's gross. Um, and we'll see how it shakes out, though, because I find it definitely interesting. Uh, an update from – Credit Suisse. I'm still not pronouncing that right, but I don't give a fuck. Um, got this from CNN Business about my business. Um, Credit Suisse faces U.S. probe after telling investigators to destroy documents linked to oligarch yacht loans. Let me tell you, there's a lot of news that I'm sifting through that is all about the oligarch yachts. Okay, it is trending as fuck in the, the Ukraine sphere of war news. Um, it is definitely interesting. Um, I really wanted to talk about this just because it's Credit Suisse and that was kind of a thing already for us in this podcast. So I'm like, hey, let me bring it up again. Um, essentially, you know, from the previous episode, they were cutting ties with Russia. Obviously, that kind of makes sense in this part too, because we see that there's a lot of ties to Russian oligarchs and the yachts and the big money. And they are now trying to more or less just like, literally cut the ties snip 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 shred 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 burn 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 um and i really love the 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 response that they have here because it's it, it almost works it's very like business political which i like um it says uh the bank said the documents shared with investors did not contain any client names or asset identifiers and no data client related or otherwise has been erased from Credit Suisse. 
Uh, reminding parties to destroy confidential information is good housekeeping and good data hygiene, Credit Suisse said in a statement. The transaction and the request to non-participating investors to destroy confidential data are entirely unrelated to the ongoing conflict in Eastern Europe. More or less, they wanted to be as Pontius Pilate as fuck about the situation, but essentially they are trying to cut all ties, all paper ties, and they told them, the Russian oligarchs, like, do the same. Also, I found out too from listening to the journal, these sanctions in terms of like what it does to the Russian oligarchs, and then our sanctions in general, are kind of bullshit. Like, they only really work on poor countries. Like, what we've done to Cuba, it's that, and then some there. Um, but let's say even with Iran, like we've sanctioned them and we literally forced them into a situation where they're like, okay, we'll just do like double blind bullshit. We'll just like make extra shell companies and all this other stuff to get the things that we need. And they've been doing that since Donald Trump has backed out of the nuclear deals that we've had with them and sanctioned them. And now they're in a situation where they're like, look, dude. If you don't really give us what we want here, why do we even sit at this table with you? What's the point? Like, and you see with these oligarchs, they've taken notes. They got people who are taking the notes. They know what to do. And not to mention, we put up these sanctions. Sure, sure, great. They sound great. We hear them as a civilian and go, okay, so we're doing something. But where's the enforcement? That's a big component to this. We don't usually hear about that because it's very hard to enforce these kind of things. We're hearing it now with the Ukraine-Russia situation because it's very prevalent news. But over time, especially, like I said, with the aforementioned um, Iran situation, they aren't really cracking down on it. And because of it, they've almost protected themselves against the sanctions. So, I don't know. It's weird. It's awkward. It's deep as fuck. But, you know, I like to cover this weird shit. And I'll keep you updated if anything else comes up. Um, In terms of, like... Combat conflict news. Uh, I got this from CNN World. Uh, Russia accuses Ukraine of helicopter strikes on fuel depot in Russian territory. Um, if this is true, um, it's definitely one of the first bigger offensives because it's them not just uh, Ukrainians not just defending themselves. It's going out into a Russian held territory and doing something. Uh, so, I mean, essentially, it's reported that planes flew over and then this fuel depot was lit on fire, it was blown up. Um, essentially saying, like, oh, shit, this is big deal news. Like, this is Ukraine going on the offensive. And, I mean, there's a bunch of ways to look at it. There's some people saying, like, whoa, that's a big deal. Like, should should they be doing that? Should this just be a solely 100% defensive operation for Ukrainians? And then there's also other people who are like, no, this is good. They're pushing back. They're doing something that potentially might make Russia rethink things. But then there's a whole peace conversation happening, like I said before with Abramovich. That's been going on. You know, does this hurt that? Um, and then there's also the bigger thing of like, this is such a propaganda quagmire. You don't know who's who and what's what. Um, Ukraine has not confirmed or denied it. Which to me sounds sussy bussy as fuck. <laughs> um, and, but at the same time, if you look at any of the footage, you know, it's hard to say what the helicopters or, you know, whatever was flying over was. You know, what the, yeah, I believe it is a helicopter attack, yes. So it's hard to say, like, oh, those are for sure Ukrainian Air Force, you know, doing XYZ. 
Um, I also saw from another thing, I didn't put it up on here because it was like Ukrainian news and I felt like that was very biased and I didn't have any confirmation other than that. But saying like, hey, there was like the way that this was kind of triangulated the, the missile fire or what have you, it's seemingly from the Russian side of things. But I don't know. You know, who can say? Who can fucking say? Um, it's deep shit and it sucks. But that's um, more or less all I have on the war part. Now for the page six part. Um, I'm sure you guys um, have heard. Actually, no, let me let me take my little break here. Let me get right. <laughs> let me let me get in the right mindset here. Okay, and we're back, baby. Um, so I'm sure you heard it. The slap heard around the world. Um, I gotta be honest with you guys. I initially wasn't gonna cover this shit. Um, Sunday night, I'm just chilling, minding my own goddamn business. I'm scrolling on Twitter, and I see Japanese uncensored footage or something from Australia uncensored footage of. Will Smith smacking Chris Rock. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And, um, you know, I click it. And sure enough, it is Chris Rock. And, you know, he's doing his thing. Oscar host doing his blah, blah bits. And he looks at Jada Smith and he goes, Jada Smith, love ya. You know, I'm so excited for G.I. Jane 2 or whatever. And, you know, everyone laughs. It cuts to Will Smith and Jada and J- Jada Pinkett Smith, um, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith does not look happy. Will Smith kind of does the thing where you laugh. Like, ha, 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 that's pretty funny. But then he looks at his wife and goes, oh, that's not very funny. <laughs> and um, next thing you know, Will Smith is marching up here. And it's like fucking JoJo's fucking bizarre adventure. And he just marches on up to him. And you hear Chris Rocco, oh, Richard. And it does look like a bit. So I get where people are saying, like, oh, this was, like, fake or staged or whatever. But the next thing you know, flap! And <laughs> fucking Will Smith smacks the shit out of Chris Rock. That's live on television. Apparently, they cut it on the, um, like, the main footage in America and, like, went to commercials or something. But then, you know, Will Smith walks back and you see Chris Rock go, wow, wow, dude. And then Will Smith saying, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And he repeats that. And I, I'm looking at, like, Lupita Nyong, and she's just like, oh, shit, this is real. Like, this is wild. And Raw, I think the world is collectively like, whoa, this is crazy. This is wild. Um, of course, this has spawned a huge conversation point. Um, a lot has gone on after it. Uh, my initial, like I said, my initial thing was like, why talk about it? It's it's celebrity news. Yeah, it happened live. Yeah, it was crazy. But it is what people do. I do understand that. I think it's a cathartic release to watch celebrities do things and then attach yourself, your life, or what have you to it. And you talk about it. Also, people know that attention draws attention. So if you hop on the wave... You know, just like hell, like I'm doing right now, technically, you know, you are getting some of that clout. You are riding some of that wave and hopefully raising your station. 
So I think a lot of people have outpoured and said a lot of what they wanted to say. The people who are there, people who are affected, affiliated potentially, um, whether they were for the slap because, you know, for Jada Pinkett Smith, she has alopecia um, and it's a condition which, you know, happens where you lose your hair and, you know, it's something she's come out and talked about and it's a known thing. Also for Chris Rock, he's done a Netflix special where it's literally called Good Hair and it's talking about like black people's culture and hair and how it's all tied together. So it's like not something that's lost on him. So a lot of people are like, hey, is that too far for a comic? And then obviously the conversation is, does that matter, period? Because no matter what kind of heckler you are, you should never get physical. You should never physically harm someone, hurt someone. Um, So I've heard a ton of takes about it. Um, To me, though, where it did become news was around Wednesday that I heard the Academy itself was going to do a probe or investigation on the situation. Um, Also, it further came out that they had um, told Will Smith to leave. So this was more to it to the fact. Chris Rock also, to add, he had said he wasn't going to press charges. So, you know, the LAPD was like, hey, we got you. We're down. We're going to we can arrest them if you want. But um, the Academy did say, hey, we asked him to leave. He didn't want to leave. Um, It's reported, though, I got this from TMZ, which I kind of hate, especially in these moments, getting info from TMZ. It feels dirty. Doesn't know if I don't know if it's real or not. But hey, it's my source. I'm going to use it. Um, But that the Academy lied about asking him to leave. Um, And that's what sources are saying. Uh, More or less, it said that the production team kind of talked to Will's side of production teams or whatever and was like, hey, maybe he should or maybe he's okay. It's kind of all right, whatever. And then the actual production came on and said, no, Will, it's fine. You can stay. And it adds to that because after the slap, Will Smith receives his first Oscar. So it's like, Holy shit. Like, it's like, and one, I was surprised because I'm like, we've all watched a ton of Will Smith movies. And I'm sure there's a criterion bullshit thing. They don't like action movies. They don't like comedy movies. Uh, Not many romance things win. It's a lot of dramas, a lot of like bullshit like that. So it's kind of common for actors of this kind of caliber to get snuffed. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio has, I guess, like a lateral comparison because he got it for the revenant like getting attacked by a fucking bear but whatever um so he got his first oscar so it makes sense that they wanted to want him to stay for that and they didn't ask him to leave after that at least is what it said from tmz so it kind of goes a little bit sussy bussy yet again here where it's like mm, that's not really lining up you know academy but there have been people from the academy who are outraged they're shocked they are traumatized um they're very upset and um, they wanted things to happen. They're saying, like, hey, we are going to do an investigation. Um, it's, I believe it's April 18th um, into the whole situation. Um, but I guess getting ahead of it, more or less, Will Smith um, is going to, he already, I guess, retired from the Academy, if you will. Um, yeah, so he's resigned from the Academy. Um, so that's obviously a big deal just because, the Academy getting a Oscar, it's part of the prestige of being an amazing actor. Um, it's a select elite group. Um, but at the same time, I, I do believe he's still able to act and do things. It's just he can't get an Oscar anymore. Um, 
I believe there's also an update from TMZ that the Academy accepted the resignation, but they will still go onward with their investigation and still issue a, um, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a verdict? Like like punishment? So it wouldn't affect him. He's already quit. Like, you can't fire me. I quit. Head ass. <laughs> but um, I guess they want to really make a, make a statement, you know, really hammer it in. Um, but as far as Chris Rock, um, I will say personally, I got to say, he took it like a champ. You know what I mean? A lot, and also, this is my two cents too. What I, what I hate, what I hated to see, I don't understand what y'all don't get between what is a punch and what is a slap. And it's still happening. It's still happening. And I get in the moment, like let's say Chris Rock, he says punch in the moment when he, he was slapped. It doesn't matter. That's fine. But people have watched it time and time again, seen the memes time and time again. How do you not understand that? What, what's the difference? You know, so that, that already is a thing that's weird to me. It was when, when people start that conversation off, when people go like full Judd Apatow, which was my favorite response, one of my favorite, Judd Apatow made it seem like Will Smith was like Saitama from One Punch. And he just walked up and just just level <laughs> Chris Rock to death. He's like, you could have killed him. It was a slap. Slaps hurt. They suck. I've been, I've been slapped. It's not fun. But, you know, I didn't get KO'd. I didn't have to go to rehabilitation. I was okay. Um, Chris Rock is also okay. <laughs> um, he actually has his tour lined up, Ego Death. Um, I believe he's actually going to be in Cincinnati for this tour. But um, it kind of kicked off. And um, he said he's not going to uh, discuss it. But he, like, started off his uh, bit was like, well, hey, how was your weekend? So he's taken it in stride. Um, like I said, this whole thing's been a big talking point. Um, and for me, I figured, hey, I'll go ahead and cover it real quick, right fast. Um, to close it out, though, uh, flowers to Bruce Willis. He's not dead, which is great. Awesome. <laughs> but he is also retiring, but retiring from acting. Um, there's an article from People for my attribution, if you will. But um, essentially... Uh, Bruce Willis, uh, aphasia has been hard for wife Emma. Not easy. That's the title. You can use that. But essentially, Bruce Willis has aphasia and he is leaving acting. He's retiring from acting. Uh, apparently, this has been kind of an ongoing issue. Um, maybe, I guess, since like the early aughts, maybe. Uh, but essentially, people were noticing. People were like saying, oh, you know, we have to do a little bit more to kind of cover for Bruce Willis. He also stopped taking as many like A rank movies and kind of stuck to like safer bets. But even so, like I heard of a situation on set where um, he was filming with an actress and the scene is he has a gun and there's blanks in the gun. But um, he has to say to the actress, hey, duck. And she's supposed to duck. And then he, you know, aims a rifle, starts shooting. But they kept having to reshoot and reshoot. And it was kind of scary because he would do the scene, aim the gun, not say duck. Um, apparently, aphasia is a language disorder caused by damage in a specific area of the brain that controls language expression and comprehension. Aphasia leaves a person unable to communicate effectively with others. Um, and then it also goes on to say from a Google definition, uh, many people have aphasia as a result of a stroke. 
Um, it's potential that he got this from being on the set, something like that. Um, but either way, it's sad to say, no more acting roles for Bruce Willis. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of want to go back to the Will Smith thing real quick, though. Um, <laughs> God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't help it. This is, like, uncorked a thing in me because I am, like, a page six, like, kind of a page six slut. I kind of like the juicy little gossip sometimes. Um, so, and I'm on Twitter a lot. But apparently a lot of celebrities, you know, came out with their opinions, either for or against whatever. Um, one of the many that came up, and this is why I'm segueing this, uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey came up and he was on a like Good Morning America on an interview and he was saying, you know, if Will Smith smacked me, I would uh sue him. I'd sue him for like two hundred million dollars. <laughs> such a such an exact amount. He's like, I would sue him because that not only hurt, that not only like could have hurt me very badly, but it, it it's that slap is forever. It's gonna be seen forever. And he was really upset, really hurt about this. And he went on to say, and and, and people just stood there and, and they didn't even care. They they clapped about it. He he was like really expressing himself here. And I tell you what, Twitter did not hesitate. The internet did not hesitate to clap. They came at him and they went through all the receipts. They talked about the history. They talked about how he even not only kind of faux assaulted like his girlfriend i think at the time or something with a long ass tongue kiss then tried to recreate it with will smith who fought him off and it was really awkward looking um they also went further back and this is kind of like almost a now and then moment uh to an old oscar moment where john wayne had to be held back by like six people because a native american woman came up on behalf of Marlon Brando and The Godfather to deny the Oscar, reject it, and say, look, I'm against this whole thing because we literally have situations that are glorifying the deaths of Native American people, and it's fucked up. And Clint Eastwood comes up and is like, what about those white cowboys, am I right? <laughs> and then John Wayne like apparently went psycho mode. So, I mean, it's just so funny to hear and see all the reactions, all the trauma, all the shock. And I and I gotta give it space. It's valid for people. I understand that, but it is crazy to also see the response one way or the other from the internet because the internet will always be undefeated. Um, on that note, I'll get to my little quick shilling. Uh, Patreon.com/slash Isaiah News. Uh, if you want to pay five dollars, get in the Newsy Gang. Uh, that gets you Discord access. That gets you a shout out. Um, also shout out to Queen Stephanie. You're awesome. Thank you for being the number one Patreon member. You're great. We love you. Um, but yeah, get you some perks. Um, let's see. You can find me on Gmail, Isaiah news one at gmail.com. Uh, Isaiah news is a Facebook. Isaiah underscore news is the Twitter um i think isaiah news one is the instagram <laughs> i think i got them all um hopefully i see you soon for some more good news i should have some more down the pipe for tomorrow um hopefully you have a good time a good rest of your day night what have you and uh i'll see i'll see you later Bye bye